get so much favor on your side Accept the measure, Lord, and save you, I replied Thou shall love thy neighbor, not divide well, hello and welcome to the Free Mind Podcast with Seth and Novoretti. This is Stephen Robles. And before we get started, we'd like to mention Impact 360 one more time. I want to point out their online courses again. If you just want to get into apologetics and Christian worldview, Impact 360 is a great resource for really anyone of any age, you know, high school on up. And so we encourage you to check out their online courses on truth, worldview, defending the resurrection, all great topics. Yep. So check that out at impact360.org. And use that promo code FREEMIND for $25 That's off. right. That's $25. That's a lot of Chick-fil-A 25. right there. <laughs> you know, actually, related, I don't know if you saw, but Popeye's brought the sandwich back. They did bring is the sandwich back. Is it back now? Down. It is back now. Oh, it's already back. Oh, yeah, it's back. I had back. no idea. I, I think the beginning of this week, already. it's like available. Huh. Yeah, they've been some lines. I haven't tried it. I didn't, haven't heard any hype about even, it, so. Right. I haven't heard anything. They calmly brought it back. Maybe they don't want the big lines like they did. They announced it on their social media. Okay, good. But it's back. Maybe I'll try it. I had to try it. I don't hear no bearers of the gospel out there bringing that good news. (laughs) (laughs) And no witnesses coming up at the door. Ain't no (laughs) faithful witnesses, man. But mind you, I had a chicken sandwich. If y'all are ever in Lakeland, Mm. good time. T H Y M E. My friend Nikki took me, and it was so good. I brought one home for Seth, and it is. It beats them all. Pretty amazing. But really? you know it's Fried not fast sandwich. food. It's I mean, is it fast? Is it, it's kind of fast, it's but not fast. Sort of food, fast. Right? It's, you, it's, it's a fast walk casual. up. It's a <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's gonna cost you, you know, like what is it like ten dollars for a sandwich? Well, that's and a, sandwich and a, and a side. salad. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got a choice so, you know. of side. Good I, it time. was it was amazing. Huh. Alrighty. I'm excited for that food hall coming to Lakeland. Any Lakeland listeners? A food hall. A food hall is coming by Lake Mirror. Kind of like the armature work style. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. They're gonna have. They already have like six, seven vendors lined up. Like it's it's getting built. That's awesome. By Lake Mary. Lakeland boy. Moving on up. L town. Moving on up, man. That's it. Come on. Love I it. love it. So we got some stuff this week. Some stuff happening. Man, there's always stuff happening <laughs> always these about. days, right? I'm always just texting you stuff, and I know we'll never get to it all. I know, right? It's like, it's, and we get like, which we appreciate, like listener yeah. feedback, people yep. asking us to talk on certain things, and a lot of times we do end up getting to cover right. those, and we always put them in the kind of like the bag, and and you know, pull right. it out from time to time to see what you know. It helps us kind of know what people want us to yeah. touch on as right. well. So absolutely. What's the first one on the list of it, brother? Kind of do like a lightning round again today, right? Yeah. Started seeing stuff floating on Twitter, Facebook yesterday. Uh, brother John Christ, comedian. Most of his well-known stuff is kind of like on social media, is like YouTube. Is- he came up doing like videos on social media, and now he does stand-up tours, you know, to actually semi-large okay. venues. You know, he's been traveling, mm. which he had to cancel the rest of his tour for this year, which we'll get to why. But yeah, he was doing those online funny church videos, you know, kind of making fun of church, but all the things mm-hmm. that we kind of know is going on. Right. You know, like what's the pastor like the day before Easter, <laughs> you know, like get those great, get the good looking greeters out front. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> make sure the good looking worship leaders over there. Oh my. You know, so and yeah, okay. he had the, I think it was a VR so worship leader, like choose your own worship leader experience from home where you can choose your worship leader clothes and what songs they sing, like funny stuff. I like, saw that yeah. one. That was funny. You know, I always got a weird vibe from him too. It was always kind of. Really? I don't know. It's just something I, I could you never. Do it, you doing that post, uh, that, 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 <laughs> that post game discernment there, brother Steve? That Monday morning quarterback. <laughs> well, it was just like, I never knew if, yeah. if he was making fun of the church because he loved the church and wanted it to get better. Or if he made fun of the church because he just doesn't like the church. Did it come off a little bit cynical to you? Sometimes, sometimes, like, okay. Some of the poking. He was consistent in his approach. Like he had that, 
what is that Christian music producer video that one of the first ones that went viral when it was like, we need references to water in your worship song. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually thought that, that was actually okay. pretty funny. It was funny. Okay. Like, he was a smart, see. it was intelligent comedy, especially for mm. the church, but it could never tell, like, is he just wholly cynical or does he actually have some, like, redeeming thoughts of the church? So it was always hard to tell. That's really? All. See, I don't, I don't know his, uh, I don't know his stuff enough to, to get that vibe or not. But I do remember the only thing I really remember of him is when we did that episode on Lauren Daigle, which was like number two or three, right. uh, way, way long back. That's and, almost uh, a year ago. Yeah, now. man, almost a year ago. I remember him just coming like social media, just like guns blazing, like y'all stop judging Lauren and, you right. know, just really come. And I think we addressed him directly, right? His article as an yeah, example of like someone who's saying you ought not tell people what they ought not do. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was one of those self-contradictory right, right, right. responses. Yeah, so he was kind of like being judgy and angry about pe- people being judgy and angry. <laughs> exactly right. Um, no, but you remember correctly. Hilarious. Okay, I remember correctly. Yes. So um, <laughs> that was my only, really my only John Christ uh, experience was, was kind of right. touching on that. And so interestingly enough, and not to make a lot of it or make fun, but so yesterday it came out that apparently there was some allegations of sexual misconduct going back maybe some time, maybe even during that time. Um, this is an article, I think, from Christianity Today. Mm-hmm. It's Stetzer. I feel like I know and his Laurie name. And Laurie Nichols. Not. Okay. And it's titled, John Christ, Failure and Warnings to Heed for Christian Leaders. Yikes. Okay. Here we go. Like many Christians, I've tweeted my share of John Christ videos. He has an ability to hone in on evangelical eccentricities through parody that is just biting enough to cause reflection, yet lighthearted enough to force us to not take ourselves too seriously. With this in mind, I'm beyond disappointed to hear of the sexual harassment and manipulation accusations coming against him and his confession to engaging in what he terms as reckless behavior that violated his own Christian beliefs, convictions, and values. Disappointed, yes, but unfortunately, my ability to be surprised by these stories ran out long ago. Apparently, there is no end to public failures of Christian leaders and influencers. Okay, and before you go on from there, I want to jump over to this other article from Ministry Watch, because they actually mention, I think, a couple of the specific uh, allegations. Okay, go ahead. As well as they said, I think he was having a Netflix special. Right. Oh, yeah, I did out. hear about that. It was about to come out, yep. And I believe they're saying it got canceled, this holiday special. Yep. By Netflix? Right. right. That's interesting. Well, <laughs> did Netflix, I'm sorry. You're going to get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, yeah. How so ironic. The paragraph okay. in the Ministry Watch article, uh, sure. it's actually referring to a Charisma report, but according to Charisma, the allegations include but are not limited to individually sexting multiple women during the same time period, initiating sexual relationships with married women and women in committed relationships, offering show tickets in exchange for sexual favors, and repeatedly calling these women late at night while drunk. In a statement provided to the magazine, Chris apologized for what he called destructive and sinful behavior. And I think he also said on Twitter, he claims that not all the allegations are true, but that he does admit to some of the things. He didn't say specifically, but... That there was some misconduct, but some some of it isn't true, apparently. And I don't know the full um, statement that he made. It said right after that paragraph, it said, quote, over the past, this is John speaking, I guess, quote, over the past number of years, various women have accused me of behavior that has been hurtful to them. While I am not guilty of everything I've been accused of, I confess to being guilty of this. I have treated relationships with women far too casually, in some cases even recklessly, Chris said in 
the statement published mm. in full on Charisma's website, which is kind of like veiled language. I'm not sure, you know, what what the right. Which he's not in a position to say like that's not true. Right, moment, right, right. Because I guess for for legal reasons and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so. yeah. A little bit of a side question, but do you think when you get to his level of popularity and notoriety, even in the Christian world, that he thinks he might be insulated from some of these things, like he can do this and get away with it? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, question. I think sin works that way all around, whether you're in popularity or in a normal life. I think the deception of it, Satan just, it's always seems gradual. You know, yeah. I, I think I, I look at people who kind of rehearsing stories of leaders who have fallen is it's seems to be a, a gradual slow fade of right. it starts with something small and then you get away with it and you continue on and you get away with it and then that next thing you know you're in full-on addiction or right. that kind of thing i think the lie that the enemy brings in is that it's not that big a deal mm. there you go you know, and if you start believing that about little things then it's easier to extrapolate that but no i think you're right but I, don't, I don't know if you read ahead in this article but mm-hmm. the, the christianity today article basically says exactly that if you jump down a little bit one of the things that's discussing is the fact that uh, John Chris, this kind of brings to light something in a, in a good way. They were saying, you know, it brings darkness into the light and that's sure. a mm-hmm. good thing, but it has a bad effect of making the church look bad. But basically mm-hmm. they were saying, but what, you know, if that's, we hate for the world to see the dirty laundry, but if it, if it helps to rectify the situation that's going on, then so be it. Cause you, when you think about it, that's what's causing it to stop right exposing of it i i would imagine he might have continued on and who knows what the detriment could have been at that point if it carried on even longer years and years and years so it is god's mercy that it was brought to the light yeah and they go on to say basically what you just said babe this uh, said all of this sinful behavior reminds me of the reality of sin Mm. it makes me remember that no part of our lives is out of god's sight Too often we and I have persisted in turning a blind eye, whether through apathy or fear, to taking a hard look at ourselves and our communities. Mm. God does not overlook what we do. And hear me, it does matter that there is injustice Mm. and that it's been overlooked. It does matter that it's taken so long for the harassed and abused to be believed. Thus, our first concern should be for the victims and we should stand with and help their voices to be heard. You can't overlook that there are people here that Chris used, which is the opposite of how Christ loved. Mm. For sure. And then they give a warning to pastors. I don't know if you want to read on there from there, babe. Yet this news coming on the heels of immoral, predatory, sinful, and all kinds of wrong is heartbreaking, but it can also be a time of heart examination. Christ is a Christian leader of sorts, but pastors are certainly such leaders and pastor failures have been prevalent as well. So moving on from Christ situation here, it is the warning and our response to it that I want to address. Not everything in that response will apply to Chris and his actions, but I will respond to how we as Christian leaders might reply to these ongoing issues and failures. And I find it interesting here because it, it mentions the women did come forth and try to just bring it to the light. And I guess it might have been ignored and finally right. they're being believed. So that is that's unfortunate. that. Right. Oftentimes, because the man is in leadership, you know, the public eye or whatever, it's like, oh, let's just keep, let's just hush, hush, keep this under 
the radar. And that's kind of sad. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we're kind of living in that tension right now because on the yeah, one hand, sure. <laughs> the new the new cultural movement is yep. and it's rooted in the critical theory we talk about. Sure. But it's believe the victim, believe women mm-hmm. and even without evidence. And that's crazy. Right. You know, mm-hmm. obviously that's just right. um, crazy. You yeah. know, so I think the old method of innocence till proven Proving guilty, guilty presumed innocence till proven guilty is the right way. But on the other side, so many times mm. things get swept under the rug if the person right. that the claims being made against has, you know, influence or money right. or power. So that is a reality. Sure. And I think you have to stand in that tension and say, you know, when someone does make that claim, it needs to be taken seriously. For not sure. not not just believed right away necessarily. Yeah. Like you right. have to look so you have to look into the case. You have to you have to do diligence and do your do your investigation for sure. But it, but it should be taken seriously and not just winked at and ignored. Yeah. Um, and kind of like ah, boys will be boys and all that draw that like that is not. There's no place for that it, really in the church or you know even right. outside of the church for that matter. But I think that what you're saying, it, if that's true, that some of these women brought up actions like this and people just basically dismissed it that's really really sad and should be a lesson to us for sure yeah because out of love for both the women and for chris you want you want wholeness you want healing you want if there is sin and abuse i mean it affects both he and the victim and the enemy rejoices when it carries and continues on so yeah that's that's the whole yeah, aim man. is to uh, bring the light and to bring wholeness into the situation. And I think so, what, yeah. what they say right after that is that some of the ways that we would do better to respond to is to have better boards, mm. accountability and systems, and some of it will be personal. And I think mm. um, we'll talk about a couple of the scenarios with other churches in, sure. in a little bit, but that's one of the things they had to do was sometimes bring in outside people that were objective and right. skilled yeah. to look into this thing that could you know not be biased toward the leader and you know, un- unfortunately, we're, we, I guess you, the world is always like that, but especially these days, we, we really have to be vigilant and, and diligent to do that. But I love what they said here. They quoted from um, 1 Timothy 5.20. They said, but those who persist in sin should be rebuked in front of everyone. Mm. So that others will stand in fear of sin. That's 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 <laughs> goes against like that so judging. <laughs> that's one of those daily yeah. bread scriptures, right? You open I up mean, in the morning. <laughs> that's but those who persist in sin should be rebuked in front of everyone, so that others will stand in fear. That's interesting. Fear is a teacher, huh? You know I'm what trying I'm to tell you. Well, <laughs> it's fear of the right thing, right? You know, For that's, sure. That's the thing. And that's For why, sure. you know, our slogan sometimes these days, no fear, no fear, like, like all yes. fear is bad. Of course, the, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Definitely. Lord. You know? right. And so there's a good fears and bad fears. And yeah. And even talks about leaders in the Bible that those that rule over men should rule in the fear of God. Right. You know, that fear is definitely a factor in wisdom fear of of letting right of disappointing our savior yeah know? and then there's also like in proverbs like where he's laying out to his son like don't do this because if you do this you know this is going to happen and that's right. a good healthy fear like you know hey there's a lion out there for sure um and he's right. hungry so you know you may not want to hopscotch exactly. right next to him right or um, the day you eat of this fruit <laughs> right you exactly. shall surely die so that, you know that there's part there of that wisdom that. you guys know that verse where it talks about when uh, I think it was Elijah or Elisha, like some youth. This is in the Bible. Oh yeah, yeah. Like some youth made go up all bald head, and then bears came out and yeah, he called the bears the youth. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, right. like curse that's one of those weird. Yeah, there's a, yeah, I know it's one of those problematic. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know how you explain it. Have you seen the shirts where it has like just that scripture reference and two bears on it? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen hilarious. that. Oh, but anyway, amazing. I like yeah. that. I like that. But rebuked um, in front of everyone. That's strong words. Yeah, that and is interesting. Yeah, and, and well, you know, I think it, in this feelings culture and no shame, it just seems so foreign, right? Foreign. Yeah, like that seems almost abusive. <laughs> Yeah. Emotionally abused. Because I think just the idea of being rebuked for anything is not something culture is ready to accept. Definitely. Like, you shouldn't be rebuked. Definitely. Right. And so. le- except for, you know, racism and uh, misogyny and stuff like that, the, the cultural yeah. sins. But there is yeah. that. And that's why, honestly, why Netflix <laughs> rebukes John Chris because, right. you know, he, he is falling into that Me Too category. Ah, and that's one okay. of their. Um, right. You know, one of their Ten Commandments, which is good. You know, we would we would agree yeah. with that as Christians. Like th- that's that's evil, but it's just funny yeah. to see the the worldviews and conflict for them. Almost right. anything goes. Like you you watch right. you look on Netflix originals and anything oh, yeah. goes. Mm-hmm. But if a comedian all of a sudden was you know accused of being being an oppressor, and mm-hmm. you know then boom he's out. So you know it just yeah. shows you kind of like the the moral framework of yeah. our culture that we're dealing with. Going to your point about the slow kind of slow right. effective sin. Will you read that he, he, they actually quote the screw tape letters okay. passage from C.S. Lewis it's really good uh, mm-hmm. where this this CS. the senior de- demon screw tape Okay. Is teaching the nephew Wormwood how to use Christians to lead people away from God. And this is what Screwtape writes. Okay, he says, it doesn't matter how small the sins are, provided that the cumulative effect is to edge the man away from the light and out into nothing. Murder is no better than cards if cards can do the trick. Indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, Without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. Mm. Yikes. That's a haunting passage. Right. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that there's a whole, there's really a big theological reason, I think, in the evangelical church why it's so difficult sometimes to talk about character. Hmm. And we have these things that, just pop up and add an, it seems like out of nowhere, you're like, Oh my goodness, how could this happen? And we don't realize all the small things that sure. led there. Right. And, you know, we have a hard time dealing with like, well, what do we, what do we do with it? You know, we, should we just basically, you know, do we throw this person under the bus now or, or, right. or, or you, we end up kind of getting this debate like, Oh, they're so awful. Or we say, well, they're just like everyone else and we're all in the same boat mm-hmm. and there's no differentiation right. with really no, no clear headed discussion of what character is and what, what, mm. what whole heart and soul formation is under Christ. Right. And so we we can't really differentiate. But one of the books um, that I always reference and used in, when we were in Sub 30, a book by Dallas Willard called Renovation of the Heart. Mm. And I think this is, he was probably one of the most helpful to me evangelicals that helped understand um, what spiritual transformation in Christ looks like. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because our what what sometimes happens is we have our systematic theology gets whittled down to like these reductionistic compartments of Christianity. So in other words, he called it Christianity on the right, which is what he said it was barcode Christianity. And it was a discipleship less Christianity. Wow. And, it's, and it basically says, you know, if you believe these minimal things about Jesus, then you are justified just as if you never sin, you'll go to heaven when you die. And that's basically all there is 
to mm. Christianity. Everything mm. else is an add-on. Kind of you can take it or leave it. Mm. Of course, if that's yeah. what it is, then you can't really make sense of a lot of Scripture. Um, but also it's like, well, what do we do? And then sometimes they'll add, well, sanctification sort of, it, it'll just happen unilaterally from God. Like if, if you just kind of believe in him and you're grateful, then you'll just automatically develop into holiness. Right. Um, or on the other side, you get like the holiness movements that are like, you know, don't wear any makeup. You got to, right. you know, never wear pants, this and that. And they try to enforce all these external rules on the outside and think that that's going to change the inside. Yeah. Mm. And really neither one of them are very helpful. And that's where I, I feel like Dallas Willard was very helpful because he, he laid out an ontology of human nature. Like what, what, what is the human being mm. and what, what's wrong with them at the beginning? So in, in, um, renovation of the heart he starts out with the broken condition of human beings apart from god this is the, the right. place we all start in and then he says here's what happens when salvation you know comes into the picture we we are justified but we're we're reborn but there's still a process by which you take on the new nature right. and you are formed into christ likeness and then the question of course is well how does that happen is it divine lightning that one day i wake up and then all of a sudden it's a zap <laughs> I'm good, you know, or is it just, you know, osmosis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, does it happen sort of like magically over time, just the more I go to church? And right. what he points out, there there actually is a, a vim to it. And he said there's a vision and intentions and means. And the vision is you want to see a picture before you of what you want to become, and then you intend to become that kind of person. You, you employ the means. What are the means? The means are the spiritual disciplines. Right. Um, and those aren't things that in and of themselves produce the change, but there are things it's like hoisting your sail and sure. catching the wind of the spirit. Mm. Spirit does the work in mm -hmm. those things. But I think many of us think we would just automatically change. We could watch, we could do whatever we want with our time, not really invest any time in, mm putting our minds on the kingdom or coming to reform our thinking. And we're indoctrinated in this culture set apart from God. So we never experienced that change. And then we're surprised that we're, uh, you know, right. addicted to all these things. And, and I love this. He talks about he, in this book, the chapter on radical evil and the ruined soul. And he, he actually mentions a bunch of pastors falling. He goes kind of through this and, and mm -hmm. he said, um, sex is far from being the only problem. The presence of vanity Egotism, hostility, fear, indifference, and downright meanness can be counted on among professing Christians. Hmm. Their opposites cannot be counted on or simply assumed in the standard quote-unquote Christian group. In the rare individual who exemplifies them genuine purity and humility, death to selfishness, freedom from rage and depression, and so on, will stand out in the group with all the obtrusiveness of a sore thumb. <laughs> now... <laughs> Many of us have worked in church. We've been in church for a long time. Would you say that that's been true in your experience? Like the person who is really, they exemplify genuine purity and humility, death to selfishness, freedom from rage and depression. When we kind of see those people, we think of sure. them as like super Christians. like Yeah. Or right. maybe for more sure. rare gems. Like you're like, man, they really. Right. Definitely that's that. something. Yeah. And that's just what he's saying. Like why, why is the typical pattern to be the other? And even if it's not mm -hmm. some sexual scandal, why is it egotism and selfishness and anger. fear and anger and all these things that characterize us? And he, you know, 
he talks about it's the lack of understanding proper spiritual formation in Christ as yeah. taught by the apostles and the mm-hmm. disciples and how they really, you know, you can see in second Peter where he says, add to grace, humility, add to, you know, and he's talking right. about, it's this both. And, and we sometimes think because it's the fruit of the spirit that therefore I don't have to get my roots in God. Like mm. he's just going to do it. Wow. You know, I think it's interesting too, in, in evangelical worlds, being filled with the Holy spirit is the goal. And I think it, it's assumed to come by proxy. Like if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, then the gifts of the Spirit just come out. Okay, yeah. And if you point. just continually are filled with the Holy Spirit, then you'll have the gifts to the detriment of the spiritual disciplines of like deep study and, mm. and deep prayer and things like that. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes maybe just leans heavily on like, well, we just need to pray a bunch mm. and then we will be closer to God and we'll experience those things. Again, because there's like what? 20 spiritual disciplines? Like- well, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no official like, like, you know, list of here's all the spiritual disciplines, but right. there, yeah, there, I mean, many people have kind of experimented with a bunch right. over the years that have been helpful. And I think, you know, prayer would probably be one of those primary yeah, absolutely. disciplines for sure. Um, but it also goes, you know, Bible study, study in general and, right. you know, forming right. the mind kind of, you know, re- Sure. Like like Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and yeah. so you kind of got to get your mind off what the culture is telling you, and right. have a have a reformation in your own thinking. Um, but there's all these things: worship, fellowship, uh, mm. um, confession. You know, mm. the the disciplines of things we engage in and things we withdraw from, right. fasting and all. And I'm as mm. I'm saying, I'm you know rebuking myself because. <laughs> You know, you can kind of tell yeah. where you are at right. times. Like you can say, man, I'm at a far place. Usually when that happens, you can say, man, I haven't been really spending much time with the Lord right. through these different means. I think I remember silence and solitude are two disciplines. Yeah. And especially in today's culture, two of the hardest seemingly to, to get with all social media and technology. For and all sure. That. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think when people hear those, sometimes they think you're talking about new age practices, but... Right. I think if you read in the celebration discipline, it's it's not really like that at all. It's 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 kind of withdrawing from the stuff that's constantly distracting us and bombarding right. us, and just taking time to like right. quiet your heart, quiet your mind, and then make room to then spend time with the Lord and meditate on Scripture. Yeah, I remember Mr. Levy saying to me like, if you're in church on Sunday and just praying once or twice a week, there's no way you're withstanding the onslaught of all of the worldliness that's coming at us and trying to shape and and mold us. It really takes daily Mm. and an awareness of Christ and a communing with him. And then, you know, you hear about people going to the gym often and that vision is clear. You go, you work out. Right. But in regards to forming our our inner man in Christ, Mm. I don't know that it's as crystal that people know they need to work that out as well. Mm. Yeah. It gets, it gets weird because it's a little murky because yeah, it is this hard thing. We bounce back and forth, like he used to always say, from passivity mm. to it's all on me sure. activity. But it's sure. interactivity. Mm. It's mm. it's that's interaction okay. with God, just like any other personal relationship, you know. And so that's that's the quote unquote personal relationship part of evangelicalism that's good that we need to make sure we are doing now to to kind of bring this back. You know, we've seen we've we've been up close on a couple ministries i think it was two years ago babe three years ago that you know were were kind of high level leaders that we really respected same mm-hmm. thing happened to them before our eyes like yeah you know sexual scandals definitely we've had 
our share of good leadership as well as scandal. (laughs) You know, and at first I was like, wow, I think the Lord has brought us up close to show us how not to build, how not to be formed, as well as how to, I think, just exposing us to different habits that lead to strength and habits Mm -hmm. that might lead to weaknesses. Um, I think of uh, the scripture about when when Jesus went into the wilderness and was met by by the devil in the three areas, he was tempted. He tried to tempt Jesus with, you know, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. You know, those things are so real today. I've heard Dr. Miles Monroe say, if you want to test a person's character, give them power, Mm. give them fame and give them status and see how they fare, see how they test. Because no matter how much you claim or speak or say, these are your values until they're tested. Mm. And under pressure, that's how you know where you stand. And not to sound spooky, it's just it's just real because um, he would also say that the number one thing that protects a leader is not their skill set, their influence, their ability to cast vision or how powerful they preach. It's their character mm. that will protect mm. them and um, character, like you said, spiritual formation over time, the long haul. And the sad thing about when I think about Chris or other leaders that have fallen is you could have had 30 years of success. Yeah. And in 30 seconds, you make one Mm. move. And that's what I think the enemy adores is catching you at that right moment and presenting you with something and you're weak and he sneaks in and then you made a bad choice and then all of this trust is broken. Well, I think, yeah, you were yeah. listening to that Miles Monroe. Yeah, it's so powerful. What is that, the name of that again? It's something like falling up. We'll try to put that in the show yeah, notes if we can and, find it. Yeah, um, and powerful things. Whether you're a leader or someone who just serves, I think it's powerful to one, listen to. Yeah, one of the things he points out, he said it's it's an account of trust. Yeah, I think he says character over time. Yeah, builds, builds an trust. account of trust yeah. with people. And what happens is, especially... Maybe not so much in like a, oh man, I slipped and fell one time, but in a case like this sure, where there's a pattern of hidden fall. sin over time, sure. it really, once it comes out, it, you, he even says a strong word in the teaching. He says, sometimes it can be so great that you're actually disqualified as a leader. And he's saying, how do you, how do you get, how do you come back from that? You know, but he, wow. but he's warning people simultaneously about the reality of losing that trust is it's a reality yes. that you should be aware of and you should kind of be in awe of and have a healthy right. fear of, man, if I, if I continue down this road, it's going to come to light yeah. and I'm going right. to break the trust with these people. I still remember, I think it was Billy Graham. You know, they asked him, what, is there anything you're afraid of or something? And he said, I'm, I never want to ruin my testimony mm. by mm. failing morally. Sure. And so he says, and when he's getting ready, whenever he was ready to take the stage or do anything, he always had that thought in my mind, like, please, God, let me not do anything to ruin my testimony for you. Yeah, man. And, yeah, and if what, even he struggled or even, you know, had that thought, then surely we too we check right. ourselves. Yeah. And I think of like marriages that have um, suffered infidelity that the, the work it takes to build the trust back, Ooh. you know, when one spouse will complain, I've, I've repented, I've changed my ways and, and I'm, I've, I'm not doing it anymore, but she still won't trust me. And, and, the, and the pastor says like, look, brother, you broke trust. There's nothing in the tank. You have got to build that trust back up. And so mm. it's just the awareness of sin and what it can do. It yeah, really man. can rob you of. Oh, man, it's, it is so destructive. And that, you know, that's what the enemy comes to. And even as we discuss it, I'm destroy. feeling the fear, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good, that's healthy a good fear because right. that's what 
will bring the wisdom. And you should take yeah. account too, in in like that that Lewis passage you just read. If yeah. if he's right about that, which he is, and we see it so many times in these big scandals, like it was, you know, if I I did a report on Jimmy Swagger <laughs> in my uh, college days. Wow. Okay. And you know, it was those little things he let in in his teenage mm-hmm. years that eventually led him to hiring these prostitutes to come to his hotel room and perform these acts in front of him. Oh. And, um, yes. you know, you think about the pornography mm-hmm. that even, you know, you might be looking at occasionally or whatever, whatever the small things in you're letting in, like those are, those are act as like breadcrumbs to perdition. Like they lead mm-hmm. us down these roads. And, um, before long, you're like, man, I don't even know how I got here. And now I can't get out of it. I can't share it with anybody. So I think the idea is to, wherever you're at because none of us are perfect obviously but one like i said one of those disciplines or confession like do you yeah. have someone you can go to and confess and actually get like yeah. ma- take steps to turn from the thing like that's right. that's real repentance to to make an about face and to put things in the play in place to help you to turn from sure. those things yeah because restoration is 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 awesome. One thing I'm grateful that Chris has admitted and that he has confessed and there's an admonition there's a admitting that he did these things and he wants to get it right. Right. So um also in the teaching he says how you fall matters yes. as much as mm. and how you what you do afterwards. Like cuz some people don't never admit it. You know, I mean, they right. fall and they stand their ground in denial. In or, particular, uh, a couple yeah. of the cases we saw, yep. I think the response after the fall was more damaging yeah. than the fall itself. And it really did. Wow. In, in essence, it disqualified them to this day mm. from public ministry. And um, it's just, it's scary because it's, it really, it really comes back to us. Like how are, it, it reminds me, man, how am I building in in those everyday little moments? Like, one of the areas we have control over is what we put our thoughts on. Yeah. What am I putting my thoughts on today, yeah. tonight, tomorrow? Like how, how am I doing that? Am I, am, am I being diligent and vigilant to really um, set my heart on things above, set my mind on things above, yeah. like Colossians says, when Christ is see the right hand of God and to put to death, like there's a putting to death. Like that sounds so old school these days. <laughs> All right. But there mortify. is, yeah, man, to mortify the flesh. Like we are right. called as Christians, not just to enjoy the benefits of Christ and have mm-hmm. the barcode. We are called to take up our cross yeah, and follow Christ mm-hmm. with everything we have. Every time we see this, it should serve as a wake up call to say, man, how are you building? What are those small snares that you're allowing mm-hmm. to go in your life right now? And and we pray for John and, and I think we should pray for him and we, that he will, you know, just as Miles Monroe laid out, like he will take that path of, of maybe he can fail upwards. Right. Because even this article goes on to talk about failure and what you can do and what you need to do to do that. Like that's how right. it kind of ends. But there's always hope in the Christian walk for sure. Um, right. But I, I, I pray that he will. The most important thing is that he gets some people around him that will help him uh, recover from this, put healthy practices in place, as well as the women. Um, mm that he did use, you know, these women that are kind of like victimized by him over the, whatever the year or the years, um, that they would get the help they need. Cause that's man. I can't imagine. Yeah. Because, um, when you have walked through all of that, I imagine leaders who've fallen and have been restored, their eyes are opened. They're much mm-hmm. wiser and stronger than before. Having gone through that, they may not have the influence they used to have, but I bet when you 
cling to the Lord and really, really ask for mercy and restoration. Once you get to that place again, I, I'm, I'm just imagining the power and the strength there. Yeah. That wasn't even there prior because you know the Lord in a more merciful way, yeah. in a restorative way. And so, you know, I think of David in the Bible who fell. Nathan came to him and said, you were the one right. to did these things. And then he right. went and repented. Creating me a clean heart, oh right. God, renew a right spirit, and is known today as the man after God's own heart. Those testimonies are still there too. He did yeah. sin, but yeah. he suffered consequences, but still repented and re- was restored. Yeah, and loved the Lord. And so we all fall short in sin, but it's what we do. That's the practice too of repenting. Mm. You know, Pastor Ben talked about that the other week of live a life of repentance, a yeah. life of confession. And I have my girlfriends in my life like, hey, if I cut a fool, pull me to the side <laughs> and tell me about myself. Don't let me carry on. And, you know, I think real friendship is one that's built on Christ that can really be honest and truthful in love and grace and say, hey, uh, I think you need work here. God is yeah. trying to shine some light here because this could lead to death. Mm. It's full grown. And so it takes a village. We need help. We need people that are willing to walk in, in the light with you and be in community. And the aim is Christ-likeness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the number one aim. That's good. Above career goals, above status, above followers, the aim is to be more like Christ next month than I was this month. And, you know, I think people confuse that with just church attendance. Mm-hmm. Mere showing up, mere mm. serving. I love what you brought up. The inner man needs to be transformed because yeah. it's either being transformed into Christ yep. or the world mm. is transforming us yeah. into yeah. something else. So, And as you're talking about David, that's the difference between him and Saul, where mm. when Saul did wrong, he couldn't even see. He was, at, he went, he was so far mm. off the deep end oh that my. he couldn't even say that's or understand scary. that he disobeyed. He said, no, I did what you asked. Yeah, And I still remember, I think Samuel said, well, what is that bleat of sheep I'm hearing? <laughs> <You know? laughs> one of those sarcastic right, right. you, brother. is better than sacrifice. That's amazing. <laughs> right. That's yeah, good. but and it's one of those things where yeah, David turned and mm. Saul just he didn't yeah. couldn't even bring himself to admit that. And I think of two things. You know, Doctor Mark Rutland, who was the president of Southeastern, yeah. he had a yeah. book called Character Matters, mm. and uh, I wish I could Preach. remember more of it, but I just remember it really impressing on me that that idea of like your character is paramount, like it needs to be. A priority. And then I also think of a book. I don't know if you guys have heard of Ray Dalio. No. He's um, he was the founder of Bridgewater Associates, but he wrote the book Principles, okay. which is a it's a popular book in business. But basically, the idea is that he, in his life and in his work, will write down principles to live by, mm. and he may uh, evaluate them or change them as time goes on. But when he puts those principles down on paper, then he believes that he doesn't have to make choices in the future, his choices are already made because he looks at the principles that he wrote down. Yeah. And so for you, as you're building your character, if your principle is sexual purity, then when the question is, do I look at this or not, you already have the answer mm. because your That's principle it. is this. That's it. Yeah. And so that idea of what are those principles that God has given us, that the Bible gives us to stand on, and then we, yeah. we know what we should do in the situation because That's we good. have the guidebook, we have the principles yeah. already laid out. So good. So, no, it is good. And I think, you know, so just to kind of summarize it too, again, you know, character does matter for Christians and right. so many books out there we could reference to help. I think the ones we already mentioned, but, you know, Christ came not only to just get us into heaven, which that's a huge part of it for sure. Right. 
but he came to get heaven into us. Come on. Hey, somebody. all right, man. Um, Come but on, basically, you know, to transform us, to, to buy us back, to create in us a new, uh, to create a new creature in us and to right. conform us to his likeness, to, to be his image bearers and everything we were meant to be initially. I think C.S. Lewis and Mere Christianity talked about toy soldiers becoming mm-hmm. real, you know, real people. Like he's bringing us back to life and Right. To change our thoughts, the way we think, to change our feelings, the things that mm. we actually enjoy. That you know, he, he actually yeah. can he, he can actually transform our feelings. Oddly enough, mm. he transforms our will, our want to. Uh, he's so trans- counter to culture too. Like just right there, what you said, he can change our feelings. Yeah, Where culture Uh-oh. says no, our feelings dictate right everything else. But which is ironic because the same culture that encourages you to follow your feelings will judge you and condemn you after you, you follow, follow your, your feelings. feelings. <laughs> and so there's We don't that. talk about ironies here. <laughs> That's that self We don't, we don't point you know? that out. We don't point those... <laughs> <laughs> self-refuting things out amazing but you're right and that's what he talks it. about in renovation of the heart is he talks about the inversion of mm. god was supposed to be on top now feelings are our god they're mm. on top and and that's just true you know and when you make feelings your god it does not go well right. and that kind of leads us into um in, into this next little topic we'll, <laughs> we'll try to run through I think, I think our listeners know that when you say lightning round we're going to spend 45 minutes on the topic on the first day and then, and then race through the last three things <laughs> that's it not going to even have time to get to these other major two issues. Should we do a, a Patreon episode? Yeah, yeah, we could do it. Yeah. All right. So Patreon deal. we're going to talk about these last two things. So if you're interested in hearing about it, you can join our Patreon even for as low as $1. But, you know, the, why, why be minimal? <laughs> you know, right. why give the very bare minimum right. when you could bless this work and, and help us right. further this cause? <laughs> so, yes. um, yes. you know, that's, a pitch right there. that's, there that's right. Is, if you want to go ahead and uh, <laughs> give that abundant, that's right. abundantly and exceedingly above kind of gift. Yes. Patreon.com yep. slash freemindfm. There's a link in the show notes always, but you can support the show there and you get access to all the previous bonus bonus episodes we've ever done. And the one we're about to do. The one we're about to do. So what we're going to jump into is this. Some people were saying, basically, referencing the rich young ruler and said, man, if he was really a Christian, he would give everything away. He'd lay down Mm -hmm. all this stuff and and kind of, you know, fade out of the limelight. Mm -hmm. But he kind of seems to be embracing it and doing that stuff. Does that show, is that evidence that his conversion is inauthentic? Uh, And then B, there's a charge kind of from the kind of more social justice branch. Eh, I won't say social justice because there's good social justice. Mm-hmm. I would say from the, the critical theory branch of Christianity that's saying oh, yeah. Kanye West theology is colonized. And when a lot of people don't even really know what that means unless you're in that world. But we, I want to kind of talk through what, what do they mean by that and is their charge accurate? So we're going to talk about those two things. We, we also have been hung, I think, 106 reviews. I think so, yeah. Uh, for a while yeah. now. So if you have not reviewed the podcast, so, um, a pox be a pox. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But we we're gonna need you to do that because yes. you know it it just continues to help us help get the word out. Mm-hmm. People can see it more readily and helps us to c- increase um, just the people yeah the people that come across it out there. So if you can go yeah. ahead and hop on that right now and then jump right on that Patreon and meet us over to discuss these final two points. That's it. And you can follow us on Instagram at FreeMindFM. We'd love to hear from you there or on Twitter at FreeMindFM and Facebook is free mind podcast fm and again you can leave that five-star review with a comment would be appreciated in apple Podcasts. you can do that in the app on your 
iPhone or iPad or on your Mac. And if you have a Windows or Android phone, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating there. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Chick-fil-A!